0: Who will score the first touchdown in Super Bowl 56? There's like 20 options at Regal. We only have four on Twitter. So we went with the Rams, Cooper Cup, and Cam Akers, or the Bengals, Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase. I voted for Joe Mixon because I want to see the Bengals score first and make this a game, but I would like to see the Bengals score first.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
0: It's their stadium It's their turf and it's their town, but today we got our mascot with us, Ricky the Iguana making an appearance here in Southern California. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show, coming to you live from Super Bowl 56 and specifically the Westin LAX Los Angeles International Airport. It's day three for us of Super Bowl week and uh, it is your favorite daytime sports talk show as I'm. Joined by our co-host and president of DuPont Media, Darren DuPont, here in our spacious environs. How are you doing today, Moose? Top of the world. I bet you are. Ready to talk sports? Oh, yeah. I've got so much to get to today. And as I said, to just specifically here on the warm-up, I don't want to spend too much time dilly-dallying around here. I will tell you that coming up on the program today are TSN's Farhan Lalji, who was in Los Angeles to cover the Super Bowl. ESPN Cincinnati's Mo Egger will be joining us live right here in our spacious environs. Our set here at the Western LAX, and our good friend Sage Alvarez will be joining us, podcaster, broadcaster, extraordinaire from Southern California. He'll be with us uh, before we get to the quick six show topics, which we will actually know, Hit the horn, please, Director. <laughs> to Ring the bell. Number one, I've got written Super Bowl. Stuff And then a whole bunch of notes. And listen, I got thoughts on the Brad Marchand thing from last night. I got thoughts on CFL Free Agency, obviously, and what's going on there. But Super Bowl stuff. I'm going to read you some entertainment stuff, some some security stuff here, Darren. But as I looked at the game and the matchups and I'm watching the interviews, I kind of sat back and I'm going, at the end of the day, it's just a game. And what I mean by that is it's going to come down to who makes the least mistakes. Who turns the ball over the least amount of times? It's still just a game. There's a lot of things around it. But now I get why Super Bowl week and its cousin, its mini cousin, Grey Cup week are so exciting because the week is not just about that. But, for one, I'll tell my story, then you can tell some stories of yours yesterday. The staff here at the Westin LAX, and for those that just tuned in, the Super Bowl volunteer headquarters is right in behind down this hallway. There's people going Left and right all day long. And uh, for one, what's Sean do? He's like the head maintenance tech guy. Tech maintenance guy that wears a suit. Yeah, engineer maybe. The only engineer I've ever seen that wears a suit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just goes, you guys fit in real well here. I kind of get the sense like he thought we should stay. Right. Maybe you have a permanent residency here at the West in LAX. I don't know. How about that? And And then as we were going off the elevator and leaving the hotel yesterday, I got yanked into this Cincinnati news conference room, Bengals mania, and they're like, we watch your show. Mo Eggers coming on the show tomorrow, right? And I'm like, how did you know that? How do you know who I am? And she said, I know everything. She's throwing lanyards around my neck, passes, and do this, do that. And
1: then we went to the airport to greet the Bengals. Over to you, Moose. Oh, my gosh. So we've been, we were invited by the NFL, as other media were, too, uh, for the Bengals' arrival. And there was going to be no chance for interviews, just photos. But th- that was all the details. Didn't tell you where they were going to be, what was going on. So we went to the airport nice and early, and we're repping we're around arrivals. i like, well, okay, well, they're not going to be coming in the main terminals. Where are they going to be coming in? So drop me off. I'll go find out. Well, he drops me off at Singapore Air. I did. Am I going to find any information in Singapore? So I start walking. Goes from Singapore to Japan Air to the Emirates Air. I'm like, none of these people can help me. So I keep working around both information kiosks, have nobody working at them. Anyways, rip up my phone, and within five minutes, I learned that the uh, most popular airport for private and chartered flights in LA is Van Nuys Airport, not LAX.
0: We're at the wrong airport. I asked you for the time, not how to build the watch. Crazy. <laughs> we went you to get somewhere airport. to be? Wait, no. Yeah, I gotta look to cover here. Were you not listening? <laughs> uh, we went to the wrong airport. Then we spent all afternoon trying to find the set of Cobra Kai and where the Cobra Kai dojo is and discovered that it's filmed in Atlanta. Pum pump. Is this on? <laughs> is anybody listening? Oh no. Our super week coverage is exclusively presented by PCL Construction. The flexibility to mobilize the right people to deliver unique construction solutions an unwavering focus on delivering value to your business bottom line and the capability to leverage innovation to meet emerging challenges and keep you at the fore. This is PCL powered by our culture of ownership. So as I mentioned at the end of the day, it is just a game. The Bengals and the Rams are going through their game prep, but all the other stuff people have written in and said, What parties are you guys going to? What exciting things are you going to do? Can I just tell you that I'm tiptoeing through the tulips? I'm easing my way into this. The old me went to things like this, jumped face first, head first in, and we all knew how that worked out. I was flamed out by Wednesday, right? So chill. We got a lot of days left here at Super Bowl week. We'll get to it when we get to it. So as far as those parties go, Don't you hate when notifications come up on your laptop and you're trying to do a show? Shaquille O'Neal is returning to the city where he helped the Lakers win three straight championships. This time, Shaq, who moonlights as DJ Diesel, will host his carnival-themed Shaq's Funhouse on Friday night. And you were looking at tickets for this, right, Moose? Yeah. Ahead of Super Bowl this weekend. His upcoming event, which features performances by Lil Wayne... Zed, and Lobe will be held in person after it was held virtually last year. Shaq said he wants to bring Funhouse back with a splash. It'll take place at the spacious Shrine Auditorium and Expo Hall where several attractions will be built including a human claw machine, Ferris wheel and 80-foot slide. What are tickets worth for this? You looked
1: into it, right? Yeah, I think they're like $750 minimum. I had they might even be more than that. Ish. I know. Approve. Um yeah.
0: Some of the other events, John Mayer will have a more intimate setting. At Sirius XM and Pandora's small stage series, the Grammy winner will headline the concert at the Hollywood Palladium tonight. The concert will be hosted by Andy Cohen. Uh, Once the NFL Honors wraps up on Thursday night, Google it, NFL Honors. It's a thing. Many will flow right into an exclusive and star-studded after party highlighted by a performance from Usher. That's Thursday night. Uh, The eight-time Grammy winner, Usher, will hit the BET Network stage inside SoFi Stadium. Many of the guests, Hollywood celebrities, NFL Hall of Famers, and team owners, will have an early look at the site of Super Bowl 56. Halsey and Machine Gun Kelly will co-headline the first night of the Bud Light Super Bowl Music Fest tomorrow night. The three-night festival will celebrate its third year of existence at newly named Crypto.com Arena, formerly Staples Center. The follow-up night includes performances by Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, and Mickey Guyton. Am I saying Guyton right? It's spelled G-U-Y-T-O. Apparently, Mickey Guyton's a big deal because Mickey's singing the national anthem before Sunday's game. That's right. So you knew that? Big deal. Green Day and Miley Cyrus will close out the festival on Saturday night. I could go on and on and on. Saturday night, Meek Mill along with Diplo and Gunna will perform at the Big Game Weekend Edition. The Chainsmokers and Little Baby will kick off the first night of the DirecTV Maxim party on Friday. The following night, Saturday, will feature Tiesto with 50 Cent as host. (laughs) So what are you thinking? I know. You going to hit any of those? It's a lot. And that doesn't even mention some of the events that we're going to go to, including Mike Ditkin, Ron Jaworski's Cigars with the Stars party Thursday night. That's like literally
1: the only thing on my docket right now. This is overwhelming stuff. That's man. just the entertainment. That wasn't even the, like, the charity party. That's
0: not the parties exactly. Yeah. Uh, And here's another turn. There are no known security threats to the Super Bowl. Authorities said Tuesday as they outlined the coordinated law enforcement effort to keep the game at SoFi Stadium and this whole region safe. Fans attending the game can expect an enormous police presence at the stadium, which will have a tightly monitored security perimeter. Meanwhile, patrol officers, tactical teams, canine units and paramedics will be deployed across Los Angeles County in the run-up to the NFL championship game. So you're wondering why we couldn't get close enough to take a photo the other night. Right. It's like it is locked down. So I said to the gal, the security guard at the gate, I said, how can I... She's like, you can't get in here to take a photo. And I said, okay, well, where can I go to take a photo? She goes, well, what you're going to do is immediately turn around. Remember that? She was not... (laughs) Having it. She wasn't having it. So that's kind of... There's Super Bowl stuff. There's... Ten minutes of Super Bowl. How how about that? How about that? Moving on to point two. It didn't take Kyle Walters long to move on from Kenny Lawler. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers GM confirmed Tuesday the club had signed veteran American receiver Greg Ellingson to a one-year deal. Ottawa Red Blacks kicked off CFL free agency Monday night, signing veteran quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. I'm going to run through a quick recap of what went down. BC Lions signed veteran Canadian kicker Sean White. They also added Luchez Pierrefoy, Delvin Bro, Michael O'Connor, Steven Richardson, David Menard, Matthew Betts. Edmonton made 11 moves besides signing uh, Kenny Lawler. They signed Ed Ganey. Dion Lacey, Matt Henry, the former rider, D-tackle. The Tiger Cats re-signed Canadian defensive tackle Ted Laurent. American defensive backs Richard Leonard and Jamal Roll. Uh, Michael Johnson's headed to Hamilton. Rough Riders signing linebackers Darnell Sankey and Derek Moncrief. Offensive lineman Josiah St. John as well. The Argos signed defensive lineman Jagera Davis. He was with the Ticats last year, and they also signed Andrew Harris, Canadian running back. I will just say this about the CFL thing, and I know I did have people writing in and saying, you know, are you going to cover the CFL free agency? I'm not a fan of what's happened in CFL free agency. I went over it yesterday. By the way, it's 11, 11 in the motherland. Darren, all your dreams are coming true. The breakthrough is here. If you're awake. So... I was fiddling with the notion of doing a poll question. Are you in favor of CFL one year contracts? Because I had people writing me yesterday on the clip that we had on how I don't like the one year deal. You fan teams want the fans to become attached to the players, but they're only there for a year. It's virtually impossible. You almost can't build a brand in that time. But people are coming to me, fans, and saying, Well, I like them because teams can have a quick turnaround and it creates parity in the league. And what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm telling you what I think. You're more than free to like one-year contracts in the CFL. Is it okay that I don't like them? Because I think it's kind of silly to turn on the TV and go, there's the same face, but every year he's in a different color. I don't think it's good for the CFL. As a matter of fact, I think it's potentially disastrous for the Canadian Football League. You on what's going on in the last 24 hours? Yeah, we've been
1: over this a lot. I mean, we're we're not fans of it just because it's not great for... Long term success of the league. But, you know, you'll want, I understand the quick turnaround. Ottawa is going to turn this around really quick. They're going to, and Edmonton. They're going to be, you know, they're both going to be good next year. So, I mean, that's awesome. But there's something about sticking with a team through a series of bad years, and it makes the winning that much better. And then you really invest when they start winning. It's, uh, it's not a 30 for 30 documentary, but it's probably a long form essay topic at. Go
0: to 3downnation.com if they were to write something on this and say, where did the loyalty go? Here's the title. Where'd the loyalty go? But if the fans don't care, why would I care? Go! NHL Tuesday night, starting their backup goalie against his old club turned out to be a pretty good move for the Vegas Golden Knights. Goalie Laurent Brassois made 28 saves for his third career shutout and the Golden Knights won their third in a row, blanking the Oilers for nothing. I watched it. Oilers have lost two of their last three. In Winnipeg, Connor Hellebuck was feeling pretty good after accomplishing something no other goalie has done against the Minnesota Wild this season. He made 27 saves, and the Jets shut out the Wild 2-0. It was the first time that he'd been shut out, halted the club's six-game win streak and 10-game point run. In Vancouver, JT Miller marked a major milestone in his spectacular fashion Tuesday, notching a goal and a helper as the Canucks beat The Coyotes 5-1 for J.T. Miller was his 400th career point. Y'all want to talk about what happened in Boston. Sidney Crosby scored his 499th career regular season goal as the Pittsburgh Penguins rallied from a two-goal deficit and beat the Bruins 4-2 Tuesday night. Boston winger Brad Marchand likely looking at his eighth career suspension and second this season. Marchand received a match penalty with 25 seconds to play after throwing a punch at Jari's head and then poking the goalie's mask with his stick. As a linesman was escorting him away from the fray, Marshawn sat for three games for slew-footing a Vancouver player in late November. Um, if I'm sitting here, five to seven-game suspension is what I would like to see. But if you watch the show regularly, you know I'm, I'm tapped out on NHL discipline. I have no idea what's a penalty anymore. Right. You punch the goalie in the face, and then you stuck him in the mask. 20 years ago, that was uh, Monday. So I don't know. Kick him out of the league. It's Brad Marchand. Are we surprised? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one. Maybe it's nothing. That's a match. Did he hurt him? I don't think he hurt him. Does that matter anymore? Yeah, it matters. For
1: sure it does. Does it? Absolutely. Okay. It, I know I, the I severity think, of the injury didn't used to matter. To be honest, it's a, I think it should be minimum 10 game for Brad okay, Marchand. Yeah, I said five to seven. He right. popped him right here, which if you watch you know, UFC, Buck, that's a knockout spot. Yeah, You know, the glass jaw they talk about, right? And if he knocks him out, it's a, he's probably done the rest of the year. Probably minimum 25 games, right? But he doesn't knock him out. Just give, but, he, but you can't blindside punch a goalie like that, I think minimum 10 games.
0: What a, the Secondary poll question. How many games should Brad Marchand get for stroking Tristan Jury, the Pittsburgh goalie, last night? I say five to seven. He says ten. What say you? Our actual poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today is a fun prop bet from our friends at Bet Regal. Who will have more passing yards in the Super Bowl? Matthew Stafford of the Rams or Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals? And Joe Burrow is leading the way with 52% of the vote. 52% of you say Joe Burrow of the Bengals. And another fun prop bet or poll question, actually, not a prop bet, is do you agree with CFL one-year contracts? We'll put that to our next guest. Moose, I'll see you a little later. You bet. Our next guest is Farhan Lalji. He'll have thoughts on all of these things. We'll return in a moment. You're watching the RP Show live from Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Our Super Bowl week coverage is brought to you by PCL Construction. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.